is the video recording as well? All right. Well, yeah. now it is. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a that's the first. Uh, well, welcome, guys. Uh, <laughs> I am joined today by Brian Smith. Uh, welcome to another. Jeez, oh, let's let's try that again. <laughs> you threw me off by asking the question at the beginning. Um, <laughs> welcome, guys, to another episode of Clay Terry Takes All the World. Uh, I'm your host, Clay Terry. Today, I'm joined by Brian Smith. Uh, Brian and I met in Orlando when I went to college at UCF. Um, and Brian was just being a player then and still being a player today. And so we're here to get the lowdown on uh, Brian's story, see, see how he kind of went through his life and, you know, where he's at today and what's going on. So without further ado, Brian, what is up? <laughs> First of all, why you got to put me on blast for being a player? What a, but, uh, <laughs> oh, the player, but that's it a does good, take, a compliment. It, it, it does take one to know one, so I'm going to take that as a compliment from you. <laughs> I didn't mean it in, like, a derogatory way. Like, uh, no, I'm just playing around. Nah, with dude, it. I mean, you were – I feel like in, in college, like, you're, everyone always enjoyed being around you, and, you know, you always had a smile on your face as you do now. I, I guess that's what I meant by player. I didn't mean, like <laughs> – yeah, we're getting no, off topic. Yeah, we're going down, a, going down the wrong rabbit hole here. <laughs> Uh, let's start off, man. Um, what was the first thing you wanted to be when you grew up? Start off deep. Um, well, I'm not going to lie, man. I guess like most kids growing up, I wanted to be an NFL football player, man. Yeah. You know, I thought I had these dreams of, you know, playing football from mighty might to, you know, to high school to go into a big college and, and eventually getting drafted and playing in the league. But, I think as you grow up, you start to realize that that is a very far-fetched dream. And uh, I'm fortunate to know a few a few guys actually that I played football growing up with that uh, that did go to the NFL. Um, but I, yeah, I kind of cut my dream short on that after high school. Got into a did you feel like that car accident? Oh damn! And I just kind of called it called it quits after that, man. Was it what happened in the car accident? Uh, to be honest, man, to this day, I still don't really know. I just know uh, I was somewhere where uh, I wasn't supposed to be. Uh, you know, I was supposed to be at the library doing some studying, and gotcha. I was off with a chick. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, man, I'm waking up, waking up in the hospital. Oh, damn! And uh, apparently, I got a free free helicopter ride to the hospital and all this stuff. And uh, jeez, dude, I'm not gonna lie, man, I got you know, I was pretty banged up. Had some staples and stitches and neck brace concussion. I think after that, man, just getting back on the football field, it was kind of just a little, a little nerve wracking. You know, I kind of, my coaches said they kind of saw that I was, you know, a little different on the field. You know, I kind of wasn't like all the way in it. Like a little bit more timid just, kind of deal. Yeah. 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 Like a little bit more timid. And then I guess I, think you, I kind of just, you have your brush with death. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it, obviously that didn't have anything to do with football, but I think it's still just kind of in your head. It's like, dang, if I hit somebody the wrong way, am I going to get another one of these concussions? Right. Um, and then, I, I, you know, I got a couple offers, but they were to, like, schools up north, and I wasn't trying to play football in the cold. So that's how I ended up, you know, in Orlando. Luckily, it's only, what, two hours from where I'm from. So Yeah, did you grow up in Jacksonville? 
Yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dude, there it is. <laughs> I was about to do it for you. Man, the number of times I've heard people say that. <laughs> and, uh, and you could be literally anywhere in the country, bro. Yeah. And someone's going to be shouting Duval, man. That's wild. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I, I don't understand. How did that like all come about? Do you have any idea? The Duval thing? Yeah, I was just yelling Duval. <laughs> Well, I don't know if most people know this or not, but Jacksonville has got, I think, one of the only cities that the county is the actual entirety of the city. So, first of all, that's it's pretty cool because Duval County is like Jacksonville. You know, like Orlando's in Orange County. Right. Like Jacksonville and Duval, it's like the same thing, which is cool. And then you also got the football team, you know, so, you know, it's just – I'm assuming it probably came from something from, you know, like the Jaguars game or something like that, you know, just kind of like our little howl, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, you can be anywhere. And if you say Jacksonville, the next thing you're going to hear is Duval. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go try that out. Go running around yelling about yeah, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might not get the most respect because the team is trash, but yeah. people will know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the energy, right? I feel like there's a lot of energy around just yelling Duval randomly. Definitely. You're going to get some love for sure. So let's keep it rolling then. Uh, so you were in high school. You had the dreams of being an NFL player and then got into a car wreck. And it sounds like it was a pretty nasty one, one that you actually forgot. And then I guess that kind of – you you started going into college and you were like, okay, I don't – you know, I, I – I'm not going to be able to play at the best level and where I want to play. So it was kind of being put on the back burner almost. No, I mean, I think I kind of just, I mean, you kind of realize like, all right, well, I mean, you play, you, you, you're an athlete, you play sports. So you know how it is. Like you, you compete to go to the next level. You know what I mean? Like you don't really like whatever, I I know you're doing some, some fighting right now. You don't fight people. You don't want to keep fighting people who are on the same level as you. Like you want to keep, going to the next level to get better and you want to, you know, get more accolades and, and just improve as yourself. Obviously football is a different sport, but I mean, I just kind of, as far as that goes, you know, I think that was kind of just a, you know, man, I realized, well, Hey, look, I don't think I'm going to the NFL. So I really don't want to go and play college football up North and get, you know, get my ass handed to me right. in the snow when I could just go to school with all my friends and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's close to home, two hours away from home, go to Orlando and experience college. You know what I mean? Like without the, all that extra stuff. Cause I knew I wasn't going to the pro. So it's like, well, I don't even know if I could get a full ride scholarship. So I might as well, yeah. <laughs> you know, get, get what's guaranteed. And I knew I had a, a, a academic scholarship. So. Right. Because even at, in Florida, they have like a pretty good, they have a pretty good deal for what's it called? Uh, you know, like paying off the student's college, right? Like, I think like the lottery goes to the academics. And then if you have like over a three, five, you go to school for free, something like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same now, but it was called bright futures. Basically, if you had a certain G point or GPA coming out of high school, then, you know, the bright futures paid a a good chunk of your school. So, yeah, I mean, I knew I had that was guaranteed. So it's kind of like, you know, just go where the guaranteed ride was. Right. All right. Never used to get yeah. strapped out. You got to be smart. You can't just be a, 
can't just be a goofy athlete running around and you got to be smart. <laughs> yeah, you got to actually be uh, worried about the numbers, um, which is crazy. Yeah. Did you did you feel like when you were growing up that when you were like aware, I guess, of because I guess I'm thinking about myself, like growing up, I wasn't really maybe aware of the price tag. Like, I guess I knew, you know, what I was getting into. I knew like X dollars. But I didn't realize, like, at the end of the day, once you get out of it, like, how you had to pay that back, the amount that you had to pay that back, and, like, all, like, the numbers involved with that. So did you feel like when you got into college, you were more attuned to that or aware of that, I guess, process of how a loan works? Honestly, bro, I can tell you something that I'm really thankful for. I didn't have to pay for it. Like, I didn't pay to go to school. So... Um, like I said, I got, I had the academic scholarship, the bright future scholarship because of my GPA. Right. And then, um, I also qualified for financial aid. So on top of my scholarship, financial aid would also give me X amount of dollars per semester. Um, so whatever bright futures didn't cover the financial aid would cover. And then I would actually get a check for the remainder of what was left on the financial aid. So I'm super blessed. And that's part of the reason why I kind of did a bunch of stuff after college is because I didn't have to pay back loans. Right. So I didn't, I never took out a single loan for college. I think I had to pay for like a summer class one time and that wasn't but a few hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I do know that people are spending a lot of money on college and, uh, you know, people rack up 30, 40, 60, hundred plus, and student loan debt, um, which sucks All right. because it can't possibly be worth that much. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I don't think it would have been worth that much if, it was, if I was paying for it. Maybe I would have paid more attention in college. <laughs> so I don't know. Hey, I mean, you graduated yeah, there, right? To... <laughs> yeah, C's gets degrees, man. I realized that. I think that's where things went downhill for me in college, bro. I'm not going to lie. Whenever you realize it that. It kind of hit me one day. I'm like, damn, C's really get degrees, huh? So then I'm thinking, well, you know, if, if this guy here, if he gets an A and I get a C, we're going to get the same degree at the end of this. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll do, we're going to get the same thing. So that's where I think it's kind of a joke, man. Like, I got the same degree as someone who, like, I mean, I'm not – I don't know. I kind of got by, you know, I don't know. It's just me. Like right. I wanted the paper because that's what you go to, you go to school to get the paper. Right. Sure. You know, I got, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always find the, the whole college conversation interesting because I, I've heard like a lot of people, let's say, especially like well-known people or like, you know, Elon Musk, I know has talked about the subject. Um, I know Elon said like, you know, college is only for, uh, what did he say? College is only for like learning how to do your chores. Um, and I know that there's other, you know, famous people who claim that college isn't necessary, you know, in order to be successful. Um, I think part of the reason is, is, you know, because we have the internet, you have literally any piece of information that you want at your fingertips. So YouTube and Google are free. So why, you know, should you have to put down this five figure, six, probably six figure in most cases number and have to pay it back over the course of 40 years, you know? I agree, man. 
Like, that's pretty crazy. And then you also think about, like you said, there's so much stuff on YouTube and especially nowadays, like all of the real, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of the real ways that you make money. Right. Like today you don't need any type of certification or degree. Really, a lot of the ways you just need to be 18 so you can sign up for it. You know what I mean? And you can spend months and you can spend months on YouTube for free and learn how to do a trade. Honestly, like, I feel like, man, like the stuff that needs to be, I don't know, like, unless maybe like if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, like literally something like that. I mean, yeah, go to school. But besides that, you can find it on YouTube, YouTube right. University, man. Right. <laughs> and the only problem is I like think it's just a lot of information. I think there's two, it could be a lot of information on there. And without having any structure, you could, you know, mislearn something or get the wrong information from someone who is a quote unquote guru of this topic or, you know, so that's kind of where the, I could see the, you know, obviously the system of the school and everything being better. Um, or you like miss out on like some piece of information that's important to the whole subject, I guess, as a whole. Yeah. And never learn about yeah. it. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and this is kind of what I've been thinking about too, is whenever I've heard of the whole, like, um, the, I have this whole is college necessary conversation. My thought process is okay. One, and I think it's also fascinating that Elon Musk did go to college, you know, so to hear him say, okay, it's only for doing your chores. It's like, okay. So, you know, after the fact that you got it, it's like, he's now saying that he doesn't think that it's necessary, but I think, but I think in his statement, you know, I think there's actually some like v validity to it where it's like, you know, you need to be able to develop that discipline to be able to do whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Even if you are just watching YouTube videos to learn to trade, you need to have the discipline to do that, I guess, every day, you know, working out. I, I can see you've been like uh, a little undisciplined lately. <laughs> <laughs> you just mess with I see it. you got jokes on yeah. <laughs> I had to, man. I can't see you and not make a joke about it. But like you need, if you want to be like big, if you want to be strong, if you want to be good at jujitsu, you have to have that discipline of doing something every single day. And so, I mean, you know, I, I hate to think of college as just like a glorified, you know, doing your chores. But I guess like the act of learning that discipline isn't worth, it's still not worth, it still doesn't validate $100,000 in debt, you know, in order to put you in, I don't know, in servitude to the banks for, you know, the next 40 years of your life. Yeah, I think I absolutely agree with you because the majority of like the things that I've really, really learned just that are going to give you any kind of real skill set or just actually going out there and doing it, you know? Yeah. It's almost, uh, it's almost like when you have to get a certification for something, just to say that you had the certification. And then when you go out and do the actual job, you don't know nothing that would, that you were taught on the certification actually has applied to help you out, you know? Well, like obviously some of the stuff that you learn, it's like, okay, well, this was valuable. I remember that, but, everything that you're actually like doing and actually like physically going out there and accomplishing 
it's because you actually it was like trial and error. You know what I mean? Like you got the job, you you know, you set up the, the, the training course for some for whatever it was and then either it worked or it failed, but then you went back and you corrected it and you did it again. Now you learned what happened versus a test that you took when you were hungover, you know, <laughs> on a Saturday, <laughs> you know, you have right. like the last day to take the test. Um, but that's, that's, that's like anything though. You have to, you know, you just have to have the certification. You have to have the degree to get, you know, but if you're looking for something where you have to have that, then you go out and get it. But if you want to do something where you don't have to have it, you know, you learn how to, how to go out and get it. Like there's plenty of things that require it and you can make a lot of money that you need a degree for. And there's plenty of things that, that don't. So that's why I guess you can't really, you know, be one way or about it because it's like some people are going to do it or some people aren't going to do it. Right. It's not like one way or it's better or there's a right or a wrong way. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly something to be said for needing the industry experience, you know, because it's not even, but that was a big thing that I think I realized with like computer engineering is whenever I got into the actual field and started working, I mean, you know, there was an element of writing code, which is like what I studied pretty much all of it, but that was maybe 25% of the job. And it's like the other 75%, you know, talking with people, figuring out how to like plan out how you're going to write code, you know, doing like system requirements, which is like, okay, if we're going to create this code, what do we want it to do? Why do we want it to do it? Um, you know, what's in the budget to make this code? It's like, I guess I just always found it so fascinating how if a job is 100% of a job in college, I, I paid $100,000, let's say, for 25% of the job that I'm learning whenever I get out of college. To me, that was just like, I feel like I should be proficient if I'm paying that much money. We should be covering all this stuff. Like, why are we leaving out such important pieces of creating this stuff if, you know, it's, I don't know, if I'm paying my more money than hopefully I ever take a loan out for, but, you know. So when you, let me ask you a question. When you went to school for coding, well, computer engineer, sorry. What were you expecting to get out of that? Like, were you expecting to get a job that was going to, that you were going to make more than what you were paying for it? Or were you expecting to work in a field and work your way up until you, you know, hit that position to where you're making that type of salary or income? You know what I mean? Or like, were you just kind of, doing it to get the degree and then kind of saying like, Oh, well, you know what? Well, I kind of got to pay this much because I want to get this degree. So I'm going to get the degree and then I'll figure it out and pay it back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, so a little bit of the last, my mindset was mostly like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then in high school, I took a coding class and I was like blown away by it. I was like, this is the coolest shit in the world. Like I get to type into a computer and it can like print out like what I just told it to say, like I was blown away by it. And then the second thought I had was, is, oh shit, like coding is the future. Like this shit isn't going anywhere. We're going to have this thing for forever. And so those were the two thoughts I had. So I was essentially mesmerized by it and loved learning about it. And then the other, other, other element was that I just saw it as the future. Outside of that, like, 
I really didn't put much thought or even care about um, like what I was going to be doing with it outside of college. Like after college, I didn't have any like regards for the number that I was paying. I didn't have any regards for what I was going to be paying per month afterwards. My mom was literally just, I love learning about this and um, it's not going anywhere. So it would be a good skill to have. Do you think that you could have learned that 25% that you said was important to the job? Do you think you could have learned that on YouTube or 100%. on a course? Yeah. Someone's selling a course. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what I did in college. <laughs> if a professor like just introduced a topic, you know, if it's like circuits or if it was like a certain theorem or a certain algorithm, if I didn't understand how he explained it, I went to YouTube anyhow. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I, yeah. So it's just like, what the fuck? Like, do you think that, do you think that Part of your hundred thousand, obviously, being able that you got to live the college experience. Do you think that that would make paying learning what you learn plus paying for the the loan that you owe or whatever your student debt? Because college was pretty fun. Think about that now. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like I know we had some good times and you had some times when you know before we met and all that stuff afterwards. So. If you throw that all into the bundle, that's a good point. What would you say? I think that's a, I think that's probably a really good point, and something that's probably overlooked is, you know, there's we're essentially kids who haven't done anything. Uh, apologize if you guys heard that in the background, <laughs> the loud cars going by. But to get back to your point, uh, sorry, now I just lost my train of thought. We were talking about, oh, right, kids going to college. There has to be something to be said, right, for 18-year-old kids who have never been outside of their parents' home being placed in an environment with other 18-year-old to 22-year-old kids, right, where you've never been out in the world by yourself. So you need to test out, you know, you need to test hell, I guess all these different things, like, what does it mean to live on my own? Like, what does it mean to, you know, I need to go get my own groceries or what does it mean that like, I need to take care of myself. And I think there's probably a lot of utility in the fact that you kind of get placed in the same area or you're like introduced, like if you're on campus housing or, you know, in first year housing. It's like, okay, here's all the people that are trying to figure it out. Now go do it. You know, would you kind of say you feel like you had a, have a similar interpretation of that? I mean, I never really thought of it that way, but I always did think it was, I don't know, kind of just like, all right, well, you know, you, you survived your high school years now, you know what I'm saying? This is the next step. And I didn't really think it was too hard to like figure out how to pay bills and stuff, you know? So yeah. I do think like, obviously you have way more responsibility. So that's something where like, you kind of have to grow up a little bit or, you know, you at least that's when you, you know, or you're just living that college lifestyle at that point. But I mean, as you were saying that though, that goes back to what Elon said about colleges, just learn how to do your chores. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, to just prove it, right? To prove that you can do your laundry, you can make your own food, that you can um, study, right? Because that's always a difficult thing for parents to get their kids to study. But so, I mean, though, but there's utility in that, right? Because parents still do chores, right? And so maybe, you know, you need some level of being around people your own age. Is there, sorry, I got to stop real quick. Is there something like getting hit in your, like the background of your. Oh, snap. Hang on. Can I mute this? Uh, <laughs> maybe along the bottom. See. Uh, but. Mike, mute. All right, you're muted. <laughs> um, I guess I'll get, I'll just keep talking while I figure that out. <laughs> uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you guys are gonna kill me. Um, let me see here. What were we talking about? Kids doing chores. So if you're doing your chores, um, oh, lost my train of thought. I apologize for this dead air, guys. Looks like Brian has walked away for a small time being to go check on something because of all that clashing kind of in the background. Might have been like a thing. Um, okay, he's back now. You there? Yeah, that was just the dryer. I didn't realize how loud it uh, was. Yeah, it's all good. Um, just uh, trying to keep uh, keep the viewers entertained <laughs> for the small break. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about um, we're talking about chores. Like a bunch of eighteen-year-olds been putting a small community, to, right? <laughs> a t a, not a small community, but like a you know environment where there's other you think people of, in a similar situation. You, 18, you think about olds, it, but then you also in a big city. Yeah, if you think <laughs> about it, it's kind of like the whole Hunger Games. Maybe not the Hunger Games specifically, but there's like teen adventure books where it's like all right, let's just take teens and just put them into a little bit of a society and see what they do. You know, it's always like college tried to pull that off where it's like, here's kids who hopefully their parents taught them the right way. Now let's see how they interact and interact together. And hopefully they help each other to figure out how to do their chores. Like, I wonder if there's any justification for the price in that way, that perception of looking at college. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I didn't pay for school, so <laughs> that's why I was, <laughs> you know, because uh, I, I mean, honestly, I the way I see it, though, college was like a big social experiment. Like, you know, that was for me because I didn't really, I personally, I got a marketing degree. I don't think, I mean, that's marketing is one of those things that I don't think you should I mean, yeah, there's some benefits in going to school and getting a degree for it, but with today's day and age, a marketing degree, I feel like is pretty pointless, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just took college, like I said, and I just enjoyed, I enjoyed the, the college experience. I'm sure if I would have uh, had to pay for a school, I probably would have done the exact same thing that I did. You know, I, uh, I made friends, I think, but if I had to pay for it, I feel like that would have just been a cost of it, you know, because all the stuff that was paid for for me was classes, housing, and books, which is, I'm sure, what you paid for out of your student loans, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, yeah, I probably would have done the same, had the same kind of mindset, honestly, because it was just, let's get this degree type thing. You know, I'm having fun while I'm in college. I'm living the college lifestyle. Yeah. I know this isn't where I'm going to be for forever. So why not just have fun for this phase? (laughs) Just do what you got to do kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's just kind of how I, uh, how you viewed it. How I looked at it. Yeah. Cause you're out in Arizona now, right? So like not, still not in Florida or anything. Yeah. In Arizona. So what did, so if we get back to your story then, right, you, um, were marketing degree at UCF, what happened after you graduated? What did you do with the marketing degree? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> You're just like, I got Man. this piece of paper. I'm not doing anything <laughs> with it. You want to know what I did after I graduated? Tell me. Two days after I graduated, I went to Thailand for two weeks. Oh, yeah. I remember you going to Thailand. <laughs> and that's when life got real fun. Well, because is this around whenever you went to Australia then too? Was that right before? before That was right before? Well, tell it. This is when I got my first little taste. (laughs) Well, then I know there's an interesting story with Australia. Do we want to start in Thailand? I mean, I don't know how much time you have. I can try to condense this as much as I can. Let's hear it. I mean, I pretty much went to Thailand two days after I graduated. Uh, Yeah, I didn't even, I was, I graduated in December. I wasn't even home for Christmas or anything. I just left. My homie, my best friend was living in Thailand, so she wanted to uh, have me out for a few weeks, go to Thailand for two weeks, spend New Year's out there. And then, <laughs> funny story, I'm in Thailand and, you know, in Bangkok and going to a few of the islands and stuff like that, partying, you know, eating good, seeing like some real, like, really rural stuff, like in Thailand to where most people will never go when they go to Thailand, like in the country. Yeah. Uh, those people had never seen a black person in real life before. I was like, a, like people were shocked and surprised and they were like mind blown that there was a black person in like in their city. You know what I mean? Like the kids never yeah. seen a black person, older people, they're blown away. Really? What's <laughs> that? What's that like? Hilarious. It was awkward, but then it was also funny Yeah, because everyone's just pointing at me. I'm thinking like, bro, what are y'all pointing at? Yeah, I calmed (laughs) out. They were pointing at me. Yeah, they were like, you know, it was nothing bad. They are just like, holy crap, look, there's a, they're like, oh, like, they're like tapping their friends. Like, look, 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 (laughs) look, there's, there's," and I don't know what they're saying, but I know they're saying, hey, look, there's a black guy over there. Because everyone would look. Yeah. Um, But no, Thailand's cool. It was awesome. Thailand's fun. And then uh, when I was in Thailand, I got an email. This is after I graduated and walked across the stage. I got an email telling me to register for uh, spring classes. And I was a little confused because I uh, thought I had graduated already. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> turns out I didn't pass one of my classes. Oh my <laughs> and so C's get degrees, but D's don't get degrees. Nah. So. Yeah, I definitely had to go back to school for a summer semester. But right after that, in October of the same year, uh, that's when I booked a one-way ticket to Thailand and then backpacked through Asia for two months with my best friend. 
and then moved to Australia for a year. So real quick, you went and, from Thailand, but yeah. then you came, you had to come back to take the class had to come home. and then you went back to Thailand. Yeah. Then I went back to Asia. Yeah. What was it like backpacking through Asia? You said Southeast Asia. Man, it was sick. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, mm, it was a lot of things, bro. It was eye opening. Yeah. It was a learning experience. It was, uh, what was the biggest thing you learned? Was a, what was the most impactful? Uh, I would say the biggest thing is, mm, I learned, I, I kind of learned I was, I was a little selfish. Okay. You know, I was, I was traveling with my, my best friend and there was a lot of times when we would like bicker and argue a little bit, but I think it was because we were both just like really not selfish, but like, I don't know. You kind of always want to be right with the other person. <laughs> it was literally like my best friend and like, I don't know. We would just kind of clash, you know? And I feel like you just kind of just, that'd nah, be cool. You know, like just cause you were spending so much time with each other. Them. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of those things. Okay. But I learned that I, you know, I could travel by myself as well. Um, That's a big thing. Also, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I also learned like, you got to be like, you also got to be really humble in a lot of places and appreciative of what you have too. Because like a lot of those places, bro, like, and they don't got it, bro. Like, you know, it's, there's like, in our standards, like poor. You know what I'm saying? Right. Out there. Like the little things, like just make them, you know, just excited, bro. You know how it is. You've been to these places, bro. Where they like, you know, the smallest little thing to us, we're like, oh, man, this is nothing. But for them, it's like, holy crap, like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. You know, and they like, they look, I don't know, I won't say like look up, but they like appreciate us coming out there and being nice to them and stuff too, like Americans. And yeah, it's like there's mean? a, there's like a, why do you want to, it's like a, why do you want to be here? Like, why wouldn't you just stay yeah. in America? Like kind of thing. Yeah. And I ain't gonna lie, man. It's different. I feel like being a black guy out there. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I'm not going to say like a racist way or anything like that, but I know for a fact, like they don't look at black people and white people like, like they they look at the black person as more of like holy crap like there's a like it's just like this amazing thing you know what I'm saying and I'll be out there with like my white homies chilling and people are like coming up to me and like you know trying to touch on me and really know, like you know just yeah. like holy crap <laughs> people taking pictures of me out in public I'm like <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> if you but I guess you did it sounds because normal I guess. It's almost like it's almost like you're a celebrity. You That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Way. It's like, yeah. did you feel like you were yeah, a celebrity yeah. at all? Yeah, but you know, I'm not a celebrity, so I'm thinking like, damn, this is like, uh, this is kind of like, uh, you know, I'm always like, I'll be smiling. So I'm probably in like hell of people's pictures on their phones. At one point. <laughs> They're all doing this in their pictures. You know? Oh, dude, that's classic. But Asia. yeah, just put out the peace sign. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. But yeah, Asia's cool. Um, I got in a. You know, um, we had to travel a lot of Asia, saw four countries, no, five countries in Asia. Nice. Southeast Asia. Um, That's a lot. Met some friends. Man, I think the best part was just, like, the people that I met along the way. Like, 
a lot of them I forgot now, but there's just like, man, just so many memories. If I go back and look at pictures of, you know, we traveled from different countries and there's kind of like a lot of people go to the same spot. So you meet people in one country and then, you know, you'll never see them again, right? Because you're there for one night and they're just passing by, but you guys do some crazy off the wall stuff. Like, I don't know, do some cave diving and stuff during the day. And then you kind of like make friends with people along the way. And then, you know, you go to the next little town and then you meet someone like, I don't know, man, right. I met some people and we traveled like, I met some homies, man. We traveled, we met them like the first country we went to and they ended up changing their whole schedule and they ended up traveling with me and my homegirl for the rest of the trip. It was like for two months, basically, they just changed their whole trip, bro. They just like, really? fuck it, man. Y'all are cool. We're in the vibe with y'all. They're from England. Met them like the third day we were out. Yeah. <laughs> They were just like, fuck it, bro. They ended up coming to Australia and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we just randomly met these dudes out in the in like in Laos, some random country next to Thailand. And they were just like, these guys know what's going on. Like, bro, they're like, oh, y'all are cool, man. You know, uh, it was me, my homegirl, this white little white chick. She ends up liking one of the British guys. You know, they were two buddies traveling. So it was like, yeah. Well, they were cool with each other. And then I'm cool with the homies, of course, obviously. So, uh, yeah, bro, it was it was tight, and then, yeah, I still talk to them boys. Nah, That's pretty cool. In some random country in Thailand. Boy, and you just met them in like a random town in Asia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then even along the way, man, like that's probably the best part, bro. Like, I get on Facebook right now and just be like, "Yo, I'm coming to England. Who's got me on a spot?" Or you know, saying there's some random person that I met like three years ago that we still like like each other's posts on Instagram and Facebook. Right. Just from like yeah. going, making these trips, like to you know China or Asia, all over the world. Yeah, because yeah. everybody's doing it, right? I mean, it's you know, it's. I assume you're going to be staying at places like hostels or something where, you know, all these people who travel are going to be right. You're not like going to be diving oh, yeah, into it was, the Airbnbs. Of man, it. it's, it's not like it's not like you're. It's not like out here, man. Like. Cause I mean, we were, we were backpacking on a budget, you know what I mean? Like $1,500 was the budget for two months. Damn. Like we were, we were, we were balling on a budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? And believe it or not, it pretty much worked, you know, that covered food, you know, we're, that meal is like a dollar and 50 cent, maybe a dollar for a full meal, you know, for a hostel, you stay in a dorm room, you know, where there's multiple people in the room. You know, maybe four dollars a night if you want to get like a little private room or something smaller. You know, six, seven. I I, I don't know, man. Like nine, ten dollars a night. You know what I mean? All right. The stuff is so cheap. So it's but when you're balling on the budget, it's kind of like you're not really spending a lot of time in the room, anyways. You know what I mean? So a lot of the times we're just like, fuck it, bro. Let's just get a little dorm. It's like four people in here. Everybody got bunk beds. You know, so it's like whatever. We're just gonna crash. We're going to wake up the next day. We're going to leave anyways. We ain't going to be here. Um, so, yeah, 1500 bucks, bro. We we tried to do that, and it almost worked. It almost but, worked. Yeah. What happened? Someone stole them. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> we got drunk as fuck one night. Yeah. In Chiang Mai, Thailand. And I'm pretty sure I left the keys to my motor, little my little motor scooter in the keys when we left. Yeah. And I woke up in the morning and it wasn't there no more. Uh, so we had to go to the place and we told the dude that, you know, the scooter wasn't there. 
Next thing you know, man, they took me to the police station. They done took my passport, scanned my passport and everything. They're like, yeah, you can't leave Thailand until you pay this man $1,500. Jeez. <laughs> Just for the scooter. Just for the scooter, bro. Oh. No, it wasn't a 15, like it wasn't like, you know, the scooter. Yeah, obviously. of course. You know. Yeah, it was yeah, maybe like 500, $1, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was 500. And then I, honestly, I think they probably stole the scooter. Bro. You think like, they took the, it? The shop. Bro, they'll do that, man. The shop, they probably took the scooter. Now they got a scooter and they got 1500. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, I yeah. I believe in karma, so you know whatever. Yeah. If that's what they needed to do, that's going to come back and bite them later. <laughs> yeah, but that's the price you pay. Yeah, I think I think the best thing about me when I travel is like nothing really ever goes smooth, but it's always like a good time. You know, like we're going to have fun, but it's almost guaranteed some fucked up's going to happen along uh, the way. It's going to be like I don't know about this. But everything's going to be good at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, I mean, wouldn't it be a venture if it was all smooth, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I swear, I, I got to be, like, one of the best people to travel with. Bro. Like, I'm going to get you there. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to. We'll figure it out once you're there. Some... <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like, let's just go and figure it out. Yeah. But then that kind of gets me in trouble sometimes. No. But, that's yeah. all a part of the process, right? <laughs> You can't you can't have a hundred percent batting record. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's the case, man. I'd have a whole lot more women. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened after uh, after you got your scooter stolen? Are you still in uh, Asia at this point? Oh yeah, man. You know, we just paid it. I had to pay for it, and then we just left. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in Asia for two months. Thailand, Vietnam, Laos, Singapore. Indonesia, and then after that, moved to Australia. That was fun. Stayed in Australia for a little over a year. And are there was it, okay? So I remember when you were first telling me the story about like you being the only black person. I thought that was in Australia. Was that also there, or was that only in Asia? Yeah, I mean, in Asia, there wasn't a lot of people that looked like me either. No. <laughs> but what about in Australia? Is uh, that the same thing, or were there more were there more African Americans in Australia? There was hardly any African Americans in Australia. I mean, there were some, but you know, like you know, have some military guys or something, or like you know, a few athletes, or you know, a few gotcha. few people like me just coming. But it wasn't a lot. You know what I mean? It was more of a thing in Australia like, where it was like, um, the like you were a celebrity kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, everywhere I went when I traveled outside of the U.S., I'm kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm, like, looked at as a celebrity, but I feel like being an African-American guy internationally, people just give you a little bit more attention. It's kind of like, yeah, you know, when a, a hot chick, she gets the pretty pass, you know. I think I'm a pretty decent-looking black guy, and there's you go internationally, and they see a lot of black guys on TV, so they look. They looking at me like, "Damn, look, that guy looks like one, maybe one of the guys from the TV." I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I got. I guess I just find that interesting. It's like something you don't really think about. I guess, like, if I didn't know you, I would never. I would never guess or like that wouldn't be like a thing, you know. Yeah, but when you go somewhere and there's like 
no black people well not you know hardly any black people it's like damn okay look wow this guy really stands out sure you know if you go to like a certain region or part of the world I guess Asia, yeah. especially, right? I mean, you're probably twice the size as most of those, <laughs> most of the people there to begin with. So it's like, add yeah. on top of that, it's like, it's like a very in your face, I guess. I don't want to say in your face. I don't know the appropriate way to work. I don't know, that. man. I just, I just went to Mexico over the weekend. When I go to Mexico, these, I mean, I just, it's kind of like the same thing, man. Really? It's like, yeah, bro. I don't know if it's because I look good or what. <laughs> Uh, it's not even because you're black. It's just because you look good. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I'm making this a race thing. Yeah. I'm just a sexy, just a sexy Maybe you look like Jamie Foxx or something. And it's like your doppelganger. <laughs> I think that's who they're taking pictures of. That's funny. So Australia, what happened? Uh, what happened down under? You went there after, after Asia? Yeah, man. So a lot of people do that. They'll start off in Thailand in Asia and then they'll go to Australia afterwards and work on a work visa. Okay. So I got a year's work, a year work visa where I had, you know, I was able to get a full-time job and, you know, I got tax taxes and stuff like that. I was basically, you know, I was good. So I started off in Sydney, which was pretty cool. I had a friend from UCF actually that lived in Sydney and I stayed with her, stayed at her place for a month. And then uh, from there, I moved to Melbourne, which is my favorite place. But I met a chick in uh, in Bali and she also, she, she lived in Melbourne. So that was convenient because she let me stay at her crib for like a week until uh, I can kind of like find a little spot and all that stuff. So that was pretty nice. She was really strange. She uh, she was like, I'm not gonna say strange because I don't know who's watching this, but basically she kept telling me that these spirits were talking to her and telling her that I'm bringing in bad energy and stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know who's talking to you, but I think I should get up out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't. Trying Dude, every time I'd walk by, she'd like wave the sage behind me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I would literally just go out all day, look for jobs and go out, find food. And, you know, I'm just saying, and shoot, every time I'd come in, she's like, oh my God, like, did you feel that? I'm like, like, did you, like, uh, I don't know, what am I supposed to be feeling right now? Uh, oh, is this chick like out there? Bro, Crazy part, she was hot, and I had met her in Bali, and I'm thinking, damn, yeah, she's straight. She didn't let me say her crib. I'm thinking, maybe not the first night, but the second night, I'm definitely <laughs> going to hit that shit. You know what I'm saying? It, she didn't seem weird in Bali. And I get her crib, and I'm just like, what is going on? But I ended up finding a job after, like, the first week of living out there. So that was cool. And then I met some homies. Are we in Bali? Oh, We're so back in Australia. Now? This was in Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is in Melbourne. And then I met my homies. Those guys pretty much were like, it's like the second week I was there, I met the people I chilled with every single day, basically while I lived in Melbourne. Uh, they all worked out at the gym I got a job at and lived in the same little neighborhood, basically, that I found us a crib at. 
and then yeah stayed in australia for a while a year that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun just <laughs> laid back lifestyle and then of, did you make a trip to new zealand at all went to new zealand met some people in bali nah mm, this was in where did we meet them at it was in Laos, i think yeah in Laos. the second week i was in the second first week I was in Asia, met these people who are from New Zealand. So they told me and my friend that we could come out and visit if we had time. So while we were in Australia, we just popped over to New Zealand for like six weeks, stayed with them. And that was pretty fun. Saw snow for the first time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, it was like in the same little city where they did the Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. Okay. So that was pretty nice. And then uh, came back to Australia and then moved to a place called Surfer's Paradise. And then stayed there for a few months. And what was and then what was kind of like your goal whenever you went into this? Were you like, like, it seems like you kind of like went into uh, like Asia and then was the plan always to go to Australia afterwards? Like how much of this did you? Oh yeah, my plan. How much of this did you oh, have yeah, planned so was, out beforehand? It was planned. Well, it was. Eh, I had like a idea of what I wanted. You know what I mean? So I knew my homegirl. She was living in Asia. She had the whole trip planned. I was just like, all right, well, I'm down. Whatever you plan, like I'm down to do it. Okay. I knew it was going to be two months long. I knew she had everything pretty much mapped out, and I told her I was like, hey, look, I've always wanted to go to Australia. Let's just move out. Let's just move to Australia. And she was kind of like, all right, well, let's shit. I mean, I had to talk her into it after a while, but she was like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's, let's move to Australia. She was teaching English in Thailand. So she's already like abroad. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after the two months in Asia, I was like, all right, but well, she was going to, she came home to the States for a month. And then that's when I went to Sydney. I had a friend who lived in Sydney from UCF. So that was planned for me to stay there for a month. And then the plan was for us to move to Melbourne, Australia. Uh, but that was like, as far as the plan got. So okay. we were in Asia, like I said, I met the chick who's from Melbourne. Yeah. So I'm like, bet, well, I have, and my friend, she also came home for a month. So I'm in Sydney for a month and my friend, she's in Florida because she's been living abroad for like a year. So. I'm in Sydney for a month. And then when I moved to Melbourne, I found us an apartment and everything. But the guys that we met in Asia, they were like, yeah, we're coming out too. So we all ended up getting a, a and I found us a, a place for all of us to live together. So then my friend comes out, but I had already been living in Melbourne for maybe three weeks, three or four weeks okay. by the time she got there. Um, so, but that was the plan. Yeah, it was to just move to Australia. And then we heard about all the different, like, you could find a job pretty easy. In Australia, like, as an American? You know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just have to have this work visa. But pretty much you can get a job doing anything. That's pretty cool. Just by being American and getting a work visa? Just being. Or just, this, yeah, just, you it's just, just like go. being one of them. Yeah. It's just like being a citizen at that point, like. You know, you have legal work, right? So we didn't have a, any clue what we wanted to do, but just knew that we could go out there and work. 
travel. And it, well, you know I mean? so did you get like the what is it? What you called? Did you get the visa before you even went? Did you get a work visa before you even went to Australia? Yeah, you have to get it before you go over there. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. It's not like you get a job and then you need to apply for the work visa. It's like you just get the work visa on your own for a year and then you can go and live there. And then figure out, yeah. Yeah. So this is your jobs and stuff. So this actually might be a good tie-in as you're going through, um, as you're going through Asia, as you get to Australia. What were you like? Was there any plan for what you wanted to do after this? Like. Did you have any plan of like what you're going to do for money to get a job or was it kind of just like, I'll figure it out once I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I figured I would just figure it out. I didn't even save up a lot of money. No. I saved up. I want to say a total. I left the country with all of my bags packed, not knowing when I was going to come home. I probably had maybe six or $7,000. <laughs> wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And you're planning to go for three months? No, I knew I was going to live in Australia for a year. You're going to live in – okay, right, right. But, yeah. And then 1500 was <laughs> – For Asia. Yeah, okay. And then I had – so I spent 3000 in Asia because I had to pay for that motorbike. So I'm already like, damn, that's kind of cutting into my money. Yeah. And then, you know, but found a job, man. It's just like if you were – just like if you were here, you know what I mean? You got to find a job and work. It's the same thing. Right. You got to make money. You know what I mean? Right. But you're just in a different country. I mean, they speak English, so it's not like they can't understand you or anything like that. You know? Yeah. It's just. Which is huge. You, know, you kind of just like, yeah, you got to go out and, you know, do you want to, I mean, yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't, that wasn't like a challenge or anything, like finding jobs and making money and stuff. Right. Yeah. So you were never. Australia was fun. Yeah. Uh, what did you do in Australia? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Did you kind of just bounce around there? What did you do for work? Bounced around, man. I did all kind of shit, bro. I found a job at a gym. Uh, I did some topless waitering. Uh, I remember those. I, I remember the pictures. Some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was doing some of that stuff. I was finding little random stuff on Craigslist, little jobs, little cash and hand jobs. I was selling drugs. I was just whatever people. Bro, I was needed. just getting by, really. Yeah, just doing. Whatever Honestly, man, I was just kind of one of those things where I was still like, I just I'm getting by, like you know, I'm knowing I'm knowing that that wasn't that. I don't know, bro. Like I knew it was just another phase. Like, all right, this isn't gonna last for forever. So let's just whatever we can do to make some bread so we can go out and party tonight. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so we can, so we can, so I can afford to do this. Um, looking back on that, I probably, while I was in Australia, I probably would have found like some a solid job, so I could have racked up a lot of money because that wasn't a gold mine opportunity to make some money um, in Australia. But still, yeah, I mean, I still had fun. You know, I don't regret anything. Well, what makes Australia um, a gold mine opportunity? They just get paid a lot more money. Oh, really? Yeah, they get paid a lot more. You know, it's just like their cost of living and everything and, and converted to the U.S. dollar. Like it's not as strong, but while living out there, you know, I probably could have been balling a little bit more. Interesting. You know, but I got, man, I had a blast. I wouldn't do anything different. Yeah. Hell yeah. No regrets, man. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything different. No, man. 
And then I even got deported from Australia. Bro. Yeah, tell us that story. That's actually wild. <laughs> so keep in mind, I started in Asia, then now I'm in Australia, and my year visa is expiring. So I applied for another visa, and on that visa, I could live in Australia. I just legally couldn't work. It was just a visitor's visa. So I legally couldn't get a job. So that's when I'm doing like little cash. I'm boring you, huh? Yeah, my story. <laughs> Dude, I worked out. I worked out three times. <laughs> I'm here. I'm listening. But uh, not nah, somebody like I, I legally couldn't even have a job. So I'm finding little little cash in hand jobs. Or, or I was like, yeah, you know, so I'm selling weed. I'm selling you know little party favors and stuff like that. I'm getting by. Right. And uh, so that one was expiring. It was only for three months. That was only like two or three months. So now I'm like, damn, I really want to stay out here. I really want to stay in Australia. Like, I don't want to go back to the States type thing. So I'm trying to come up with a plan of like how I can stay in Australia. So after doing a little bit of research, you know, I'm looking at the what what's out there, like if I can apply for another visa and stuff and you know, I, I read something online that I could apply for another uh, visitor's visa, but I couldn't apply for the visa while I was in Australia. Like I couldn't apply for them consecutively. I would have to leave the country to apply for it okay. and then come back in the country. Right. So I'm like, all right, bet. Well, New Zealand's right, you know, two hour flight. I'll fly to New Zealand and then I'll just apply for the visa there and then I'll come back. And all of that was less expensive than uh, trying to apply for the visa again in Australia. You know, so in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, yeah, this will this will be easy. Like, I'll just, you know, go, I'll go to New Zealand, boom. I flew into Christchurch and I drove a, a, a van from Christchurch to Queenstown. So it's like, no, I said that backwards from Queenstown to Christchurch. Um, it was like a six or seven hour drive or something like that, just cool little drive man picked up a hitchhiker and like just cool little scenic little drive man yeah and i had some friends who were from australia and they were in uh, Christchurch also so the plan was for me to just start where i was from the south drive to the north party with my friends that night which we did successfully nice and then i applied for the visa so i'm thinking like all right cool well I've applied for this visa. Like, I'm going to be good. I can just go back to Australia tomorrow just as my plan is going to, you know, be fucking perfect, right? All right. So then we drive down back to Queenstown the next day, and I'm, like, telling the homies, I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you guys shit tomorrow or later tonight. You know, thinking, you know, everything's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And then go through the TSA, and they're like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, they got to ask you a couple questions. And they start questioning me about like, all right, well, you know, you're on a visitor's visa and you can't work and you're applying for another visitor's visa. Um, like, where's the money coming from? Like, how are you like, how are you funding all of this stuff? And that that's where things kind of went downhill because, you know, they're knowing that I'm doing some stuff under the table, basically, unless I can prove to them, you know, that I have either money coming in from somewhere externally or you know, I have just a lump sum of money that I'm living off of. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's when I got interrogated for like four hours, bro. Jeez. And 
yeah, they ended up telling me that they're not going to let me back in the country. So at that point, I'm like, damn, well, this sucks because I'm, I just came from Australia. I left for a day and a half. I went to New Zealand. I came back. Now I'm trying to get into Australia and I can't get into Australia. So now I'm in like this detention center calling my friends. I'm like bawling on the phone, bro. I'm like, man, I'm getting fucking deported. Like brother shit, man, fucking crying, all this stuff, bro. Yeah. My friends come the next day during the visiting hours (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) all of my homies I met in Melbourne, it was like six of my homies and my best friend. Uh, they all came up, dropped me off all my stuff. And we kind of like had our little last little laughs and all that stuff. And then, uh, taken to the airport. Next thing you know, they tell me I'm getting dropped off in Hawaii. And, you know, I live in Florida at the time. So now I'm in randomly get dropped off in Hawaii. Luckily I had family there. So I got to stay there for a few days, but, um, yeah, I got banned from Australia for three years (laughs) and then. That's when life started was when I arrived back from Australia. So I'm like, all right, well, fun's over now. <laughs> Shit's real. <laughs> you got to go out and get a fucking job now, boy. You got to do something. So what was that plan? Figure it out. I mean, well, first of all, Hawaii's not a bad place to be dropped off in for, you know. Not at all. Getting deported not to Hawaii. It doesn't sound too bad. That's what I'm saying, bro. So I went from Australia to New Zealand to Australia to Hawaii in like three days, three or four days, bro. Just imagine how stressful that was. That's a like, lot of traveling. Getting deported, no sleep, getting on, tossed on the plane. They'll do, have then I get to Hawaii. Body, yeah. Then I get to Hawaii, my phone doesn't work because it's my Australian SIM card. Uh, my debit card didn't work. I didn't have any US cash. Uh, bro, I was all kind of fucking, I was screwed when I got to Hawaii for a while. Luckily, I had family out there. Somehow, by the grace of God, I had family out there. That's awesome. Or I would have been selling my body at the airport. <laughs> Man, but yeah, that's pretty real. So that's how my trip ended. <laughs> I had a wild trip. That's how my trip ended. It was amazing. Well, I mean, you but got out of it, right? I can't see it ending any. Yeah. I can't see it ending any other way. That's how it had <laughs> to happen. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you'd still be there if it uh, hadn't. Uh, that was the plan, bro. I wasn't trying to come back. That was the plan. You thinking about going I back to Hawaii or Australia at any point? Yeah, for sure. Like after like all the COVID stuff, obviously. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, since then, but yeah, they're pretty bad over there. Um, yeah. So what happened then? What was the plan to get a job after you uh, got back to the mainland? I didn't have a plan, bro. It all happened so fast. Yeah. And everything happened. Every my whole life changed in like three days. Yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, can but... you like walk us through that like mindset of like? Okay, I thought I was going to do this, and then life's like, uh, nope, you're not going back there. Yeah, it was, honestly, bro, it was, uh, like, I, I don't know, man. I was I was kind of really emotional about it because I really, like, wanted to stay out there, had a life out there. Right. And then, you know, I knew I had stuff here back home, but, like, I really did not. Like, I, I thought I could, you know, find a way to, like, live out there and, like, start you know, stay out there type shit. Do your thing. And randomly just everything stopping at, at one point. It's almost like, damn, well, all right, fuck. Now I'm like getting dropped off in Hawaii. I had nothing. I'm thinking, fuck, like what's going to go on? Like I got to go home in a few days. I had like $50. No, like I maybe had like 
I probably had a few hundred, like maybe seven hundred, seven hundred dollars to my name. Yeah. Got to come back home. You know, I knew I had like support and family and stuff, but I'm like, damn, like, what am I gonna do? Like, you know. But I found a job shortly. I forgot what I started doing. Maybe serving tables or something. I don't even know, man. I think I was a bum for a while, actually. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> really? I was a bum for a while, yeah, for a little bit, and then I found like a little, like a little, uh, little serving job or some shit like that. Man. I don't know. And then I got into selling life insurance because that was like you know better money. Sure. And then I kind of started doing that, and then, uh, yeah, just started life, bro. That was. That's when just like, I don't know, man. You just restarted it. Basically, <laughs> that, it sounds like you just like hit the reset yeah, button. That's, that's when, you know, when people like graduated from college at the same age as me, you know, so when I came back from Australia, I was probably like 25. I was probably like 25 when I came back from Australia, I think. Okay. Because that was 2000 and... Uh, I do have been when I was still in college, right? Yeah, because when I got banned, I couldn't come back until it was two thousand. It was two thousand twenty. Was when I got banned. Oh, that that was the year that I I could I could come back. So three years so before I that would last 17. year. So when I got back from Australia, I was like yeah, twenty six, twenty seven, or something like that, uh. and. Nah, bro, I was like 25 or 26, something. I don't know. It had to be like 15 or 16, I think, like that, that, that happened. Yeah, I was like 25 or 26. But I've already done all the cool shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. I've done a bunch of cool shit at that point. Well, so, yeah, because I, I went to college. I got my degree. So you graduate from college, you're like 20, 21, not 22, 23. I went to Australia for like, yeah, so I came back, I was like 25. But people had already started working in careers and, having families and all that stuff. And I'm just like, just going to fresh back from Australia. I'm like, yeah, what's up, yo, boys? Like, what's good? So yeah. everything was like real different. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, you just get caught up, man. You just got to catch up. It was, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was, it was kind of like weird when I came back because, you know, it was like different vibes. Like I used to like the vibes out there. And I come back home and I'm like, damn, like, I don't know if I like this. I wish I was still out there, you know? Yeah, like there's like um, an energy change between like the places. Yeah. Yeah. You know how that is. Oh yeah, dude. That was something I so, that was something I realized tremendously like whenever I came back to San Diego from uh where was I? Porto Alegre, Brazil. Like mm -hmm. when I was there, man, it was it was bizarre. Like there was a lot of internal, let's say, conflict about like why am I here? What am I doing? Blah blah blah. But then, like, even just being back in San Diego for uh, less than a day now, or maybe about a day now, uh, about 24 hours, it's like, dude, just I have so much more energy. Like, it's crazy just, mm -hmm. like, the, the difference. And the only thing that changed was my environment, you know? It's like I didn't really go through any crazy, like, life changes, I guess. But, like, just that that city you're in, it has a huge impact, I think, on what – you know, you experience what you feel, what you, you know, put out there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So how do you feel like uh, Arizona relates to all that? I feel like me moving to Australia was the reason that I was like, kind of just randomly moved to Arizona because I, 
I mean, a spontaneous decision. Yeah. I'm in Jacksonville. I've been living in the, the most awesome place I'd ever lived in for, you know, a year and some change. And then I come back to my hometown. I'm like, damn, I've been here for a while. I need something else. I need something else. I need something different. Like, I, yeah. I can't stay here. This is traveling had, well, it's opened up my eyes. I'm like, damn, there's way more than just this little city that I'm from. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Arizona looks cool. So I randomly packed up and I moved all of my stuff to Arizona. That's very tight. Where did you have a, yep. so where, um, if we're getting back to like the, what did you want to be when you grew up at this point, were you still doing insurance at, or in Jacksonville? And then you just, one day mm -hmm. you're just like, nope, I'm done. And then just got on a plane and went to Arizona. Well, I flew to Arizona for insurance for two weeks and I thought it was pretty cool. You know, came out here for two weeks, made some money. So I flew back to Jacksonville and then, uh, let's say if I flew back on a Sunday, I'd say by Monday, I had decided that I wanted to just come out of here. You know, I didn't, I was single, no kids, no girlfriend, no none right. of that stuff. I had an apartment, but you know, I kind of, I got out of it. Um, so by like Monday or Tuesday, I was like, all right, bet. Well, I want to move to Arizona. I say Thursday, maybe Friday. I say that maybe Thursday. I was like packed up, get ready to head out. Ready to hit the ride. Just gone, bro. I was like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. I don't know, man. That's awesome. Did you fly or drive? Yeah, I drove, bro. You drove just from Jacksonville yeah. to Arizona. Yeah, just got up, man. I drove. You make any stops? Like cat, bro. I was like low key depressed, man. Yeah, I had like just got out of a fucking relationship, and I was like, "Fuck this, man! I don't want to stay in Jacksonville. I don't want to see this bitch around Jacksonville. I don't want to be around Jacksonville." Yeah, let me just leave, run run away from all my problems. <laughs> I'm thinking Arizona's pretty far. Like, yeah. my problems. <laughs> they won't find me in Arizona. <laughs> No, there's no way. And then I got out here and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they found you. I didn't do shit. Fuck. Now I'm just further away from all of my support. But these fucking problems are still with me. <laughs> so starting off in Arizona was pretty shitty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even come out here, bro. When I came out, I drove out here. I found my Airbnb when I was on the way driving out here. But I'm reckless, bro. Like, no fucking thought behind any of this shit. I'm just like, fuck it, man. I'll just go. I'll figure it out. Get in the car, driving out here, found an Airbnb. You know, I'm chilling in my Airbnb for a couple of days. The next thing you know, my card, my, my only fucking debit card had like some fraud activity on it. So now I can't yes. fucking, I can't book another Airbnb because I don't have a card to put on this thing. So then next thing you know, bruh, I'm out in Arizona with all my stuff packed in my car fourth day out third fourth day out here i don't have anywhere to sleep i'm sleeping in my car and i have to like because i had to figure it out bro like you know I'm trying to like not trying to call home and be like damn ma can you like help me with this right. shit already he's like damn bro you just left the house right i'm dead ass sleeping in my car for two nights until i can get a card sent to me and then 
you know, from there, it's just the same thing. Start just like in Australia. I'm like, all right, but, well, I've done this once already in a whole nother country. I can do this shit in my country. Here's a question. You know what I'm saying? So it's how did like, you, how did you get the card delivered to you if you were in a car? Like it, the Airbnb, I had them send it uh, to okay. the place where I stayed at the, yeah, I told the lady, I was like, Hey, look, obviously, you know, I told her, I was like, Hey, look, I don't have a card. Like I don't have a address right, either. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? So she was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's pretty tight. Um, little blessing. Yeah, it was nice. See, if you're nice to people, brother, nice to you. Back. It's crazy how so, that works. People, I don't know if people realize that. <laughs> it's nothing for me to go somewhere and meet a host or just someone and just be genuine. Right. And then you never know if you're going to meet someone later. Yeah. You never know what blood um, life's going to throw at you. And especially in your case, yeah. it sounds like it throws a lot at you. But I somehow like end up, it always works out, bro. So it like, always works out. That happens. Hopefully that's I get mad sometimes no more. I'm just like, man, I'll be good. <laughs> Hopefully that's something that people can take away from your, uh, essentially your entire story is just that like, you know, shit happens. It's going to be okay. Bro. Be able to figure it I out. I think that's the one thing, bro. That's what I learned from traveling, bro. I'm telling you, man, like I got put in some situations and, you know, just like unfortunate stuff. It's like, damn, like this would only happen to me. But then you could either like take it, you could get fucking mad and react. And then what happens, like, you do something dumb, like, ah, oh, fuck, now I'm going to throw my cell phone. Boom. Now, whatever already was the issue is still the issue. And now you don't have a cell phone anymore. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've all done it. Or, you know, it's like, I'm not going to say the same thing with, like, fighting. Because, I mean, if you got to fight, you got to fight. But it's just, like, certain situations where, like, if it's just out of your control, it's like, fuck, we're just, like... I mean, it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I swear that's like, it just is, it is what it is. But even like, fighting can be similar. You know I mean? Like, you know, end of the day, let's say you get into a fight and quote unquote win, like you could still win and have like, be all cut up. Now you have, you know, cuts that you need to oh, take yeah, care of sure. and like, or maybe you broke your fist, you know, punching or something. It's like, all right, well, yeah. okay, cool. You won a, you won a small battle, but lost another battle. So like, did you really, yeah. you know, how great was it that you actually fought this person? But, you know, of course, yeah. with that saying, I know there's instances where you can't run away and, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, but for the most part, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking like, you know, I don't know what the hell we were talking about just, but you know, like, I don't know. Stuff happens, man. You just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, we just talk about traveling and how, you know, life it's just throws shit at you and you can just, you just take, you just roll with it and you're just like, all right, what's next? All right, what's next? Yeah. That's what I've learned over the years, man. It's like, you're going to get out of the situation. Like, are you going to fold? And then even if you fold, you still got to get out of the situation. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 You still got to figure it out, yeah. you know, whatever it is, or if it's just something minor, like don't let something small, like mess up your whole trip or like mess up your whole attitude towards like what else the day has coming it, for you. It's a mindset, right? You know, it's always about like, as long as your mind's kind of in the right spot, like, are you worrying about stuff or are you just kind of going with the flow and, you know, making the necessary plans after the fact in order for you to be able to put yourself in the best position possible. It's kind of the way that yeah. I see it. Mm -hmm. And so then whenever you got into Arizona, 
what did because um, I know you started doing some uh, start, maybe you started your own agency. I don't know if you'd call it that, but uh, what was the plan? So whenever you were in your car, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. So whenever you were in your car and you were mm-hmm. um, you got the Airbnb, the car, credit card got canceled. What happened after that? You got your credit card. Were you able to book another Airbnb? Uh, yeah, you know, I ended up figuring it out. I got a, you know, I was able to get another, um, no, by that point I found an apartment. I think by, at, at that point I had already found like a place to stay just within a few days. Okay. So my car gets there and I'm, I mean, I was pretty good. I pretty much, uh, um, yeah, man, it's like, can't let it stop the show. Like I still had to figure stuff out. I'm running appointments still. I had already made insurance appointments, start making money, right. find an apartment, um, and then just kind of did exactly the same thing that I would have done in Jacksonville, but I just did it here. I had to work. I was I had to sell life insurance. That's what I was doing. I would have done the same thing back home, but, you know, I just wanted, in my head, I needed something new or something different. You know what I mean? Right. I just needed it. You so know, you that's what my, something else. That's what, that's what my, that's what my, that's what my, I was telling myself, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, but it struggled, man. But when you're out, I mean, it's like with anything, you're growing up, I'm still figuring out how to be an adult struggling, going through stuff emotionally still. And, you know, just financially, maybe if I would have not just randomly moved out to the middle of nowhere and thought about it a little better, you know, so it was, it sucked for a while, man. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, it's all a part of the adventure, right? It wouldn't be an yeah, adventure if everything was going solid the entire time. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, stuff works out. Like, I already know in my head, like, damn, like, it might be bad right now, but this shit's going to work out. So, and it works out, bro. Just, em- chilling, just embrace the moment kind of deal and see where it goes. Yeah, man. I've met hell of people since I've been out here. I've done stuff that I would never have done on the East Coast. I've been exposed to different industries and ways to, to, to just, yeah, just stuff that I know I wouldn't have been exposed to hanging with the same people that I are chilling where I'm chilling, where I'm from, bro. Like, yeah. Doing the same stuff that like, you know, everyone has their own lives. Like I don't want to, you know, it's just like, well, especially the East versus West that. coast. Like the West coast is a lot different compared to, yeah, man, wake up and see mountains every day. And like, yeah, you know, people are, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. I like it out here. Yeah. People are different. People act different. Yeah. I mean, I like I like my people from where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? It's just but like a little just different. Are exposed to yeah. The, they're exposed to like different stuff. I feel like. I mean, I think there's probably a level of like the environment, the actual like fact that you have mountains, like that has to has an impact at some level. Like I remember. I remember whenever being living in Florida, it was just flat. Like you couldn't even like everything was just flat. Like it was literally like as if if you looked at the horizon, like the road would just intersect the horizon at a certain point because it was just so flat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then out here you have like these crazy, like beautiful uh, landscapes of mountains, or you know, I, I'm sure you've gone on some hikes in Arizona. There's quite a few, I think. Um, had, have you gone on any hikes in like Arizona? Could you say that again? Oh, uh, we lost them. The audio kind of went. Oh, uh, 
Where'd he go? Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties, guys. Um, Can you hear me? That's too bad. Let's do this. Can you hear me? Let's, uh, let's see how this comes out in the recording. And if this, if we're able to, I'll try to stitch together. Um, I'll try to get Brian back on the line and stitch it together uh, for the recording. So let's see what happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this for now, and then we'll get it back up. All right, guys, we got Brian back on. So uh, let's give it to you. Um, we were talking about Arizona, the differences between the East Coast and the West Coast. So uh, I was wondering, have you gone on uh, like many of the hikes and trails that they've got in Arizona? On on like a lot of them because. Uh... But I have gone on some pretty cool ones, though. Um, and they're pretty much everywhere. And I think it's like, you know, if I was back home on the East Coast, I would never go on a hike. You know what I'm saying? If there's even a, like, I don't even know if that's what, that's, I don't know if that's what you call it while you're on the East Coast. <laughs> um, people like just going on walking trails. Yeah. But out here, you know I mean? You can, like, actually go up in the mountains and, uh, you know, go on these little off off the beaten paths and stuff like that. Um, I've been up to Sedona probably about maybe two months ago. Did yeah. A pretty cool little hike up there, but I mean, anywhere here in the city, I mean, there's like some pretty, pretty well-known ones that you can go to, but, um, yeah, the hikes are cool. Now that it's cooled down though, I kind of want to do some more. I was actually just, uh, online looking for some actual hiking shoes. So I'm going to go out there and step on something. Or, like, yeah. Step in something the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even just something as simple as that, you know, I would never, I would never just go outside on the East Coast and be like, oh, I'm going to go for a hike. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's not a thing. No. And even just seeing, you know, just seeing like the mountains in general, I can walk outside and I can see these big, awesome mountains, sunset pretty much every night. Um, you know, the weather, it does get hot, like it. It's extremely hot out here. Um, right. It's like that dry, that dry heat. Yeah, like, yeah, man, when it's, when it's 100, it's 100. When it's 115, it's 115. When it's 119, it, you're getting every bit of it. Yeah. But right now, I mean, it's 80 degrees outside. Well, today, the high was for 80 degrees back home in Florida. I mean, not that you Jeez. can really compare the weather and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But... Well, uh, I think I'm starting to lose. I think I'm starting to lose you a little bit with some more technical difficulties. Um, I don't know if your voice is like cutting out or something, but prepared to figure it out. I think that's what it was. I was prepared to figure it out. Prepared to figure it out. I'm not like out. a. I'm not like someone who's gonna have the whole map. Like I told you when we when I did the trip, I let you go after this. But like when we did our, our little trip, like my friend, she had the, the whole map planned out. Like she knew like. What they yeah, for two months straight, you know what's going on. Me, I'm like, the first month I'm gonna go to Sydney, and then after that we're gonna go to Melbourne, and then from there we'll figure it out. <laughs> like I'll I'll just, uh, two months of the trip plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Why look any further ahead, bro? Like I try to be a good person, dog. You're a good person. Good's gonna come back to you. Bad stuff's gonna happen too, but that's why I feel like. 
everything typically works itself out for me. Get get out into the world, you know what I'm saying? So right. the bad stuff's going to happen, but the good stuff's going to happen too. So that's why I figure stuff will just work out with whatever decision you make. But obviously you have to make the decision. With whatever decision you make, you just got to live with it. And just follow through Thanks. with it. Commit to it. But look, the decision's made. Go on with it. All right. Well, I, again, your voice is kind of cutting out here and there, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's going to capture it for uh, everybody else, because um, I'm kind of lip reading here what you're saying. But you know, I I think those are honestly great words and closing remarks to kind of end this on. Uh, was there anything else you want to add? Not if you can hear me, but I just think you know everyone should always wanted to do, even if you don't have like you think you have like perfect plan or you don't think that you're ready like just do it man like like you really only live here like one time you know what i mean 80 80 years isn't a lot you gotta do man like get some of this money out here like you know i know i know we kind of talked about a whole lot of stuff but you know i think that's what it is like don't be afraid to just if you always wanted to move somewhere just fucking move bro like you'll figure it out you'll find a job You'll make friends like you know, once you just sit in your apartment all day, like you're gonna bump into someone and meet someone, you know, like and moving out of your hometown is literally the best fucking thing you can do. That's yeah. that's what I'll say. I'll end it on that. That's the best thing <laughs> you can do. And hey, as someone who's done it, I completely agree with you on that. Um so Brian, I wanna say thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, sharing some insight about traveling and <laughs> and loving life. And, being prepared for the unprepared. Um, so yeah, so guys, if you're still listening, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Go ahead, smash the like button, share, leave a review. Let me know how Brian, uh, Brian did, uh, leave a review on, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a review on who you think has the shinier head. I think we were having a conversation about it, but you know, I think, Hey, Hey, don't, you. you don't get to look better than me. <laughs> um, so other than that, yeah, uh, appreciate your time, guys. Like, share, subscribe, do all the fun stuff, get it all in the algorithm. And other than that, uh, you know, let's keep growing together.